This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today, we're back with Kyla Sal talking about uh, what makes up our worldview. And uh, today we're going to get a little bit deeper into the opposing worldviews uh, that have infiltrated the church. Let's get with it on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. All right, guys. Welcome back. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys. How are you all? So, uh... So this week, we're going to be getting a little bit deeper into the uh, opposing worldviews that have infiltrated the church and uh, some of the things that have um, some of the reasons why and and kind of what they are. And so, uh, Kyla, when you were when you were kind of doing a little bit of research for these, what were your thoughts on these opposing worldviews? The the statistics that we looked up was astounding at how many Christians actually believe in these worldviews, how many men believe in these worldviews. Um, 61% of the ideas that are rooted in neutral, sorry, 61% of Christians agree with the ideas that are rooted in new spirituality. And then 54% of Christians resonate with postmodern views, 36% accept ideas associated with Marxism, and then 29% believe ideas based on secularism. So, I mean, you get down to even like the lowest percentage in almost one third of Christians. Okay. Almost 33%. One third of Christians believe in some type or some aspect or a part of one of these worldviews. You get up to new spirituality and that's over half, over half right. of us believe in these views. And then we, we've got to think as Christians are back in our belief system, like where, what are we not fulfilling? Where are we not going? What are we not doing for people to search for different ideas rooted in away from the Bible pretty much? Right. You know, and, and these these statistics, they're coming from from practicing Christians. These aren't people at college campuses. These are not people off the streets. These are people inside the church. And um, and it just it devastated me the first time I, I, I read this. And and you can find all this information. It, it, you as a listener, if you're looking to to see this for yourself, you can get all this on secretbattlebook.com um they have a research tab you click on it and it goes through the survey that barna did to get these um these statistics and i highly suggest you look them up for yourself and do some research on where your biblical worldview is um so getting back into these opposing worldviews you know there there are so many um, opposing worldviews that have that have kind of infiltrated the church, and something that really shocked me um, that I would like to discuss. So I, w- I won't read this off of here. Um, it says, "It says what stood out the most to us 
was how stark the shift was between the boomer and the the, the generation X. Uh, We expect the millennials to be the most influenced by other worldviews, but the most dramatic increase in support for these ideas occurs with the generation before them. It's no surprise then that the impact we see today in our social fabric is so persuasive given that the ideas have been rooted, taking root in for two generations. I was, I, I was shocked also. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I like, I was, I, I agree with them. I really would have thought that the millennials would have been the ones to, who uh, would have really taken hold of, of these opposing worldviews, but it just goes to show how important our leadership as men really is. Right. And even if you look at other research, like honestly, the, the, uh, the Gen X and the millennials and all them, they're wanting to go back to the traditional church. They actually get tired of all the, the, I don't want to say showy showiness we put on at church, but they get, they are just looking for something that is real, something that is natural, something that is organic. And really it's the um, older, I don't want to say the older generation, but those baby boomers who have tried to come up, I mean, with their backgrounds, we talked about in the last one that all of our background experiences make up our worldviews. Well, if you look at what happened in the thirties, the forties, the fifties, the sixties, like everything happened back to back to back to back to back. There's no um, reason why they wouldn't try to search for a worldview that kind of helps them deal with that, those experiences. Right. Absolutely. I mean, good grief. You, you look at the things that, you know, like you said, you know, you come up through history and you look at like the Great Depression, the, you, the World Wars and, you know, the the industry revolution, you know, whenever all the fathers started going to work and, and all mm-hmm. these different things and, and how all these things between the wars and, and the fathers going to work and the mothers having to step up and stuff like that and, and men coming back from war. So, so torn and and wounded emotionally you, you know e- even if they come back they weren't they were not the same you know as what they were uh when they went and you see all these things and how they have affected then you get into like the 60s and 70s and the sex revolution and and feminism and and all these things right. and how, how all these things have taken place to where we are today mm-hmm. and and you're right no wonder that it's the baby boomers that have got such a skewed worldview on things they they had it they had it the rough uh, the the roughest you you know what I mean you you had these things you know I, I say I say the roughest I don't know today's pretty tough for for these these younger generations too I don't I don't want to make it sound like it's not but it, you know the these things that have happened to these people and, and growing up into them and and uh, having to to survive through them and trying to fight them off. Well, you get into you know a, a biblical worldview, and you have people in your life who are you, you know who think that it's okay to 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 live with a spouse or or to live with with, with a woman, or you have a family member who's homosexual, or you know, and and you you try to justify. You know, we talked about this a little bit last week. Try to justify, um, you, you know, where you know can. You know, can we still get them into heaven? You know what I mean? Can, can we not? You know, and so the little things that, that have happened, it makes up our worldview. And so I, I would really like to get into um, into so, kind of in depth into some of these worldviews that uh, that have infiltrated the church. Um, let's start off with uh, new spirituality, kind of because it's it's 
kind of the biggest one because it has like a positive religion type of emphasis or infrastructure type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, and so what, what are your thoughts on new spirituality? I mean, when you pull up new spirituality and you look at it, it, I mean, it looks pretty good. I mean, all people pray to the same God, no matter what that kind of takes away, um, any other gods, it's, you know what, doesn't matter really what God you pray to in the end, it's all the same. And then meaning and purpose comes from beginning one with all that is. And then if you do good, you receive good. If you do bad, you receive bad. I mean, I don't know anybody who's going to disagree with that last one. I mean, if you do good, you're going to get good. If you're going to do bad, you're going to be bad. Um, but when you look at it, it's it looks pretty good. And, and it's not until you get into the more depths of what new spirituality actually is. Um, and that pretty much everything is spiritual, that God is within everything. But life is about seeking a higher consciousness I like right. how one person put it, he's, they said, uh, it's kind of like Star Wars. Everybody wants to be one with the force and it slowly connects everybody together. And that's the ultimate goal is to be one with the force. Well, right. listen, if I could be one with God, I think that um, I would have no idea what to actually do. Right. <laughs> you know, so, and, and so when you, when you begin to dig down into new spirituality, you know, um, some of the things that they represent and stuff, you know, kind of like you said, you, when you just look at these, these at face value, you know, you're like, man, you know, I, I can, I can somewhat see how somebody would believe these things. You know, I could see, you know, that, that makes sense. You know, if you do good, you receive good, you know, and there's always these little, little bits of Christianity. And so it makes it easy to accept them as a, as a, uh, you know, as as a Christian, it makes them easy to accept them as what you think is your biblical worldview. But when you begin to get down into new spirituality and you begin to look at what it is, you know, it, new spirituality, the biggest thing about it is you were replacing God with self. Right. You know, it doesn't really matter what God you pray to as long as you are praying to a God, you're okay. Well, you know, well, I could pray to the light outside that flinkers all the time. You know, if that's going to be my God or, you know, uh, Buddha or Allah or, you you know, and and different things like that, it's replacing, replacing God with us. You know, the meaning and purpose um, come from beginning, becoming one with all that is. You know, well, you get into, you know, like naturalist and, and all these things, um, uh, Wicca, um, the, you know, all those different things fall underneath this new spirituality, um, quote unquote, religion. And uh, again, replacing you, God with yourself. Well, then you get into like, if I do, if if you do good, you receive good. If you do bad, you know, everybody, everybody likes that idea, you know, of, you know, like karma and different things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and and there is true that there, you know, God created order. God created laws, you you know, you know, gravity and different things like that. Well, you know, you, every action has an opposite and equal reaction, but at the same time, God is still in control. What this statement says you, when you dig into it is you are in control of what happens to you. Well, that's that's not that's not true. Life sucks sometimes, you know. Um, you look at like the disciples. We talk about the, the the story of of Peter when he walked on water. When when the disciples entered 
enter that storm, they were doing what Jesus asked them to do. Mm -hmm. They were in the will of God. They were doing what was right, what Jesus asked them to do, and yet they still encountered a storm. So not always do you have control over putting your trust in God is what allows you to continue through the the storm and um, and realizing that everything that happens to you is not in your hands. You, you are not the decider of your fate. You are not the decider of your um, you know, that, that all lies in the hands of God. Um, you know, we have decisions to make, we have choices. I'm not trying to make this out to be like robots or lack of, you know, free will, but ultimately God is in control. Um, so I was looking at this chart that kind of compares the different types of worldviews. And it says that the law behind new spirituality is that each person decides what is right. Um, the need for the law will fade away as we grow into a God consciousness. So we could almost grow into that God figure that you're talking about. But with that comes responsibility. I mean, God didn't just create us with the responsibility that I'm going to put you here and I'm going to go away. No, he created us with this large design that we eventually are going to have to work our way back to him because we ate from that tree of good and evil. We now knew good and bad, but we didn't become the ultimate judge of what is good and bad. We've got to follow his example. I mean, when he came um, to die on the cross for us, when he came to earth to lead by example, it was so that we could have a better idea of what is good, what is bad, what is not right. But that doesn't ultimately mean that we now get to be that deciding factor. That's right. You know, and a, a lot of it has to do with, you know, the point that you made about us not being God is we are such small pictured people. You, you know, and and us as men, and I've done a podcast on this before, but um, us as men, we have got to be big pictured people. Um, as leaders, we ha we have to understand that there is a larger picture than what takes place in our little circle, and that the the decisions that we make, the choices that we make, ultimately affect a larger picture than what is just in our circle. Um, if I decide that I'm going to go out and drink and then drive home, well, if I have a wreck and I kill somebody I don't even know, I have affected an entire generation of people mm -hmm. because of my my actions. Yeah. And we can become so small minded, so uh, small, so small pictured, and uh, and new spirituality kind of does that. It, you know, it, you know. Well, we can all become our own gods, and we can all do that. You know, and so. Um, let's get into, let's get into the secularism real quick, uh, before we go to break. Um, so secularism, it's kind of a, uh, kind of a, a scientific method. You know, everything that has ever, it, the, the world itself has got a, uh, uh, a materialistic type thing. You know, everything that happens is because, you know, it's just, just world. There is no God. There is no, uh, higher power. Everything just kind of happens just because, um, going back to the, even kind of comparing that one, there's three essential quest questions or comments that go with secularism that people believe, but the belief has to be proven by science to know it's true. We have turned into a society that it's almost like prove the facts. I mean, even when we were in the state of Missouri and we're even the show me state, like mm -hmm. show me the facts behind this. Um, we can't just fathom that at one point in time, God was like, I'm going to create this and it's going to be created. We have to come up with explanations like the big bang there. Like we have to have an explanation as to why. Yes. Um, and then it also says a person's life is valuable only if society sees it as valuable. We have 
and I mean, it's true. I mean, we look at the different classes and we've got middle class, upper class. I mean, we even got upper middle class. Um, but we only deem that some of those are more valuable than the others. I mean, God taught yes. us to take care of the poor and we, we quote unquote, take care of the poor, but really if it's us or them, we're going to choose us over them. Right. And yep. that's, that's not what he meant. And the last one was like meaning and purpose come from working hard to earn as much as possible so you can make the most out of life. Honestly, I mean, since, um, looking back at the great depression and those, uh, thirties and going into the forties when men came back for more, but women had to go to work. And since then we've, it's just been, you work hard to earn what you've got as much as possible. And the richer that you are, the better you are off. And so people can see, I can see why people agree with secularism too, because I mean, who doesn't want to be rich? Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, and you can kind of see the, this framework also going into um, kind of self, you know, you, you know, the meaning and purpose is just to make as much as possible, you know, or a person's life is uh, uh, it's, it's a very selfish uh, type of, uh, of way of thinking, you know, and what's sad about this is 29% of practicing Christians believe in some type of secularism yep. uh, and the way that it has infiltrated the church, the way that it has uh, taken hold of our, um, worldviews, it's it's devastating, you know, because secularism at its core takes God out of everything. Exactly. I mean, but we've all heard it. You can't argue with facts. And so that's what they're they're going for here is we have the scientific facts to prove that this, 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 and this has happened. So really, why do we need to believe in God? Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about postmodernism, uh, Marxism, and Islam. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jeweler's Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522 call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, 
please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, Kyler and I begin to uh, talk about you know some of these worldviews. And so we're going to dig down into postmodernism. Um, you, you know, and sometimes these things can have like fancy words and they can be, you know, um, kind of hard to understand. If you've got any questions, first off, I want to advise you to, to do some research of your own. Uh, you may find things that we don't talk about on here. You may, you know, come to a realization of what, what, um, uh, you know, all that good stuff. But postmodernism is more of a subjective worldview. So um, what's right for you is right for you. What's right for me is right for me. Kind of. So it kind of takes that that initiative of uh, there is no real truth is kind of what, you know, postmodernism it, it has has kind of bled that. Uh, you know, you can believe whatever you want. I don't care. It's true for you. I'm going to believe whatever I want. And that's that's going to be true for me. Kyler, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it opens up so much more freedom. You know, we don't like to be boxed in. So, I mean, if you look at that one, one of the thoughts says no one can know for certain what meaning and purpose there is to life. Well, I mean, God didn't just slap us on with the label when we were born. It says this is your purpose. This is your meaning. This is why you're here. Now go into the world and do it. So, I mean, if you look at that, really, no one can know the meaning of life and why we're here and everything else. But it also says um, that your truth is your truth. Whatever you deem is truth is truth. And I would love to have that freedom. Like I've said it, it's truth. And there it is. So I see why people look at this. And um, because there is not an objective reality, there's no scientist, scientific or historical truth. It's just whatever or even reason and the logic behind it. It's whatever you deem as truth is what you believe is true. And if you can get some people backing behind you, then you got you plus some other people. And then we all like to feel validated. So if we get more and more people accepting our truth, then yeah. So I can definitely see why people, I mean, what was it? 30, no, 54%. So over half of us um, agree with the postmodern view. So I can see how they, how they kind of adapt into that worldview. Right. You know, and, and it's appalling, you know, this, um, it, the one of the statistics on here was one of the questions that was asked in this thing says what is morally right and wrong depends on what the individual believes and um that's that's kind of you know 23% of again we're talking about practicing christians agreed with this um this world view or this question you know that you know it really just kind of depends on you and um you see how this again. You kind of see how this has infiltrated the church, and people kind of, uh, you know, kind of taking a back seat to. You could say and, and believe whatever you want, and that's fine. Um, and that's that's probably going to be true for you, you know. So you know, I won't believe that makes it acceptable for me to believe whatever I want, and that's that's true for me, right? And when you're looking at more of the statistics, a lot more people under the age of forty five. Um, cause that's how they kind of, the Barner group divided it into people 45 and over and under 45, but this is the largest percentage of people under 45 believe mostly of this way of postmodernism. And it's true yes. because I mean, they also believe that the facts are, they're inaccessible because what they believe is anybody who wrote history, they wrote it from their personal point of view. So right. whatever they're believing at that time is what came through. These aren't facts. These are actually just a point of view. 
okay. I mean, at, to an extent, yeah, they probably did add in some of their point of views to this, but in, in the end, more than one person believes it or has written it, so facts are facts. Right. Absolutely. So we get into um, let's let's get into this this Marxism. Marxism it, to me, I had the hardest time believing that somebody would would um, agree with views on this. Maybe it's because I'm more educated on on Marxism than I am the other ones. You know, you look at you know com- communism. You know, Karl Marx. I've done a lot of studies on Karl Marx and and, and stuff, and and uh, and seeing what has come out of his beliefs. You know, communism and socialism, and what you, you know. I mean. I added it up one time and it was it was some like 75 million people have died because of communism, yeah. um, you, you know, dating way back, way back when. And um, it's it, it's just it's mind boggling to me. But, uh, you know, so if you're not familiar with um, with Marxism, so it kind of puts everything on like a revolution type base you, you know the government is against everybody we need to overthrow everything you know um every every kind of religious establishment is 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 just a way to oppress you there's no really place for god in anything we need to overthrow everything you know this is marxism is kind of where you get anarchy from mm-hmm. um and and so to see this taking taking root inside of Christ, practicing Christians again, you know this. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about practicing Christian worldviews, and to to see this take place inside the church is it's appalling to me. Definitely, I mean, even if you look at it, thirty six percent accept the ideas of Karl Marx. That's Christians, yes. and uh, Karl Marx was an atheist. So yeah. we, as Christians, are accepting an atheist point of view. No, right. I don't think it, anybody's actually looked and studied that. That and that's the problem right there. That's that's the problem right there because they really have no idea what who Mark, Karl Marx really is, what he represents, what Marxism is, what communism really is. You know, you look at like Bernie Sanders um, in the uh, uh, you know he he came real close to to winning his his uh, uh, the Democratic Party. Yeah. Um, you know, real close, and he he is a known Marxist, like, like bold about it, you know. And, and his his whole idea of of overthrowing everything, you know. And the thing is, is like they don't they don't portray that inside the church. They they don't believe that that you know everything should be overthrown. That God has no place in anything. But what they begin to do, how they sell people, you know, is you know they ask questions like. Private property encourages greed and envy. You know, 11% of practicing Christians agreed with this. You know, the government, rather than individuals, should control as much of the resources as necessary to ensure that everyone gets a fair share. That is socialism at its core. We have 14% strongly agreed with that. Again, these are practicing Christians. If the government leaves them alone, businesses will mostly do what is right. 15% of them strongly disagreed with this statement. And you you see how this is this is coming to the church and I'm like, "What what is what is going on?" 
Where, where are these people, you know, getting these ideas from what has happened is they have allowed the news and the media to just infiltrate them in such a well, and really right now, if if you look at history, you know, because things that come out of Marxism, like critical race theory, intersectionality, you know, all those are come out of a Marxism roots. Yeah, and everybody's got an opinion, and I have to hear my opinion, and I need to say my opinion, and then they figure out where their opinion fits best, and not 100%, but they f- figure out where it fits best, and then they support that. So they right. go through, and they're like, you know what? I don't like this government, which a lot of Marxism is based on overthrowing the government in general. Letting the It says it supports the middle class, but let's be honest, it doesn't really support the middle class. It doesn't really support any class. It just supports that we need to kind of go back to our own thinking, and we'll figure it out. And then they believe if the government leaves them alone, businesses will do mostly what is right. Right. Okay, well, that's a big bet there, bud. Right. Absolutely. You know, and something else that that really kind of shocked me, uh, moving on to like the is Islamic worldview, that 38% of practicing Christians are sympathetic to the teachings of Islam. Mm-hmm. And you see this, that how it has infiltrated the the church you know and and tw- again these are practicing christians and this this shot me 24% of practicing sh- christians says that allah of the quran is the same god as yahweh of the bible and i, I what what in the world is it, are, th- apparently they've never really read either book is the problem right. you know the the people these 24% of these people who 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 agree with this, they've never read either book. And that's, that's a, you know, we go back to, to doing the research, to, to doing the, the things. And, uh, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking, um, is what is, is what it boils down to. It is absolutely heartbreaking. Right. And if they, they, once again, we go back and we pull a little bit at a time and that little bit, um, resonates with us. We're like, yeah, you know what? That kind of agrees with my thinking and everything else. But if you look Islam, they just believe that uh, Jesus was a prophet, that God is a prophet. Um, they don't believe that Jesus actually ever came um, and he was the son of God. I mean, and that's one of the foundations of the Trinity that we believe, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. right. Um, and so if you go through and believe or sympathize even that Islamic view is similar even to the Christian view, I mean, you're, you are not foundationally set in and God in the Bible and the facts. No, I and and to be real honest, and this is this is probably a really bold statement, and I'm probably going to get some backlash for it. But I mean, if you really agree that way, I really question your Christianity to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, and I know that's a, that's a rough thing to say, but there's there's a lot of truth to that because the to be a Christian is to to strive to be like Christ. Okay, and we strive to be like Christ because we see Jesus as the Christ. You know, He is the Son of God. He is our Savior. He is all that. And when you take that away and you see Him as a prophet, you change a whole biblical worldview. Like you take every like everything that we are as Christians away. How can you even call yourself a Christian if if you if you see it that way? You can't. And as men, we've got to do better. We have to. We can't just go over to what the next new thing is or the next nice thing is that everybody's agreeing with. We have to sit down. We have to study. 
we have to do, we can't just look at the first news article or the first post on Facebook that was shared by 30,000 people and has 30,000 views and is the most important thing or what's trending. We have to go back to the stuff that's not trending. We have to go back to the things that nobody wants because what's the devil going to put in our face? He's going to put in our face what's the most trending because that's what he's, he's, he wants to do. He is, he is. He, I mean, he's the ultimate liar. I mean, that's what, right. is what he is. He comes through to deceive and destroy, and he's going to do his best. If he if he can't get it done with these worldviews, he's going to make another one. I mean, if you look that's at the right. New Age one, he's he's got sixty one percent of us believing something. Right. And we as men, we've got to do better because if it gets got up to. even more, I mean, even closer. I mean, it shouldn't even be sixty one percent to be honest, because us as men are the leaders, and we need to go through and we need to do our own research. We need to stop believing what's put in front of us. That's right. That's right. And, and that's and that's the problem is we don't we don't do our research. We don't we don't study for ourselves. We try to take everything um, as, you know, just from somebody else. We try to lean on somebody else, you know, constantly. Um, so there, you said something about when we were off that, that you had like a parable of, of worldviews. Oh, yeah. So there's a, and it does a pretty good job. So what it says is there are six six blind men. They come into contact with an elephant. One handles the tail and exclaims that an elephant is like a rope. Another grasps the leg and describes the elephant as a tree trunk. And then the third feels the tusk and says the animal is similar to a spear and so on. Since each feels only a small portion of the elephant, all six men correspondingly have different descriptions of their experience. And it was kind of, it goes back into how we got our own worldviews. We're only grasping the horn. We're only grasping the trunk. We're, we're not trying to get the full worldview. We're not trying to get the full story. We're not trying to feel every aspect that God wants to give us. We're only trying to feel the surface level. We're only trying to feel one part of it. And that's what we see is we, we are only seeing and feeling and describing what we feel. And I mean, to be honest, I mean, it's perfect. It goes into um, exactly how we got each of these worldviews because everybody comes from the world in a different way. They all have that. I mean, goes back to our last podcast talking about all of our backgrounds are different. Why, yes. why are you loved? Why, why do you hurt? How do you receive love? All those types of things. And that's how exactly those, um, that parable perfectly describes each worldview and how they are, how our worldviews are going to come about. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. You know, and, and it, again, you know, we, we could be such small pictured people, you know, and we think that just what we see is what the world revolves around, what, what we can grasp a hold of, you know, like these people in this elephant, what they, what they, that's, and that's all there is to the picture mm -hmm. and not ever taking a step back and looking at the big picture, realizing that there is so much more than what we are and what we're capable of because God created everything. Therefore, there is a, if God is a big God, there is a bigger picture that we don't see because we're not God. Um, you know, and I think a lot of the the problem with the reason why all this stuff is kind of happening is because people don't don't really understand Christianity. They've never studied it for themselves. They never looked really deeply into it. Um, you know, they they like the idea. I found this guy on TikTok, and I'm, we're we're gonna watch this video or we're gonna listen to this video. I I don't I don't follow this guy. I somehow I just ended up with it, and um, it's. <sighs> I don't know. Let's let's listen to it. Ten take speeches was how God is not real. And I sat there and I explained how God's not real and don't believe in God and I'm an atheist and blah, blah, blah. But I want to change teams because I'm looking at these atheists and they're all just 
dorks. All the complete degeneracy you see in the world nowadays is done in the name of atheism, and I don't think that's a good thing. I think that some basic things, like family, man, woman, children, etc., that only seems to be the religious people. Only religious people are, are propagating these ideals. Whereas the atheists are propagating insanity, like, you know, this gender fluid, crazy, just madness. So I don't want to be an atheist anymore. I look what the atheists are doing, and they've just gone nuts. So people are always religious to something, and it turns out being religious to God is far better than being religious to any of the other options out there. So I think I'm no longer an atheist. I'm now an Orthodox Christian. And for that reason, I now go to church at least twice a week. Okay. All right. So this this right here is what is wrong with Christianity today. <laughs> this, this guy, you know, he was an atheist. He decided that he doesn't want to be an atheist before he gives this description of why. So now I'm, I'm going to be a Christian. He has no and, – and I truly hope that he finds Jesus. I truly hope that he does. But he has no idea what he's doing. And the fact that he goes to church twice a week would, would allow him to be – what would be considered a practicing Christian. You know, the fact that he he identifies himself as a, a, an Orthodox Christian and he goes to church twice a week. And, you know, that's that's what most of us do. But he has no clue of what real Christianity really is. And this this is a prime example of what is wrong with the church today. Oh, because definitely. We don't we don't we don't know. We just we like the fact of, you know, hey, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't really want to identify as any of these other things because they're kind of stupid. So I'm going to identify as a Christian. So, you know, I mean, hey, today you can identify as anything you want, you know, so, hey, I'm. I'm going to be a Christian. And that's sad that we're, we're going to put the label on it. He goes, you know what? I'm going to go from atheist to I'm going to identify as a Christian that we've now labeled ourselves, not as anything else, but we're, we're Christians. And that's almost kind of where the church falls short is that if he created this TikTok and he's talking about this, well, whatever church that he goes to, I mean, I have no idea. So, but I hope that they explain to him what atheism is and what it was and he he now knows the difference, right? Because the truth is, I mean, if if he's no longer atheist, he's now a a Orthodox Christian. He was never really an atheist to begin with. Yes, uh, you know, and none of us, you know, none of these people really know what they believe in at all. You know, we want to identify as atheism because it fits the narrative that that we have, and that once it doesn't work anymore, well, now we're going to 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 take on a new narrative. And take on, you know, and see if that works better for us. And the entire time, it's all about us and never about God, never about Jesus, never about, you know, uh, what what true Christianity, uh, a true biblical worldview is really about. Right. I loved how this this one of the worldviews that I looked up, the websites do some research, it said, ultimately, there's two ways. You got God's way and there's a man's way. That's right. And that's it. And all these worldviews can be put into that one aspect, man's way. And man's way is the way of death, but it seems right to them at the time. Absolutely. And it's true. Whatever we have deemed right at that time is how it's going to build. And it goes back to the foundations. Our house is built on the sand and it's going to crumble, just like it says in Matthew 7. And then we're trying to work with Christ, but ultimately we end up working against Christ. And that's just not that's not how it is. And from then on, we just live in darkness. That's right. That's right. Um, so, Kyle, I want to thank you for joining us today um, and last week and talking about these worldviews. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was enlightening even on my part. Good.
Good. So as a listener, if you're listening to this, you know, uh, I, I want to encourage you if you if you like what you hear to go ahead and share, share with your friends, you know, like follow uh, on whatever platform that you're listening to us on. Um also, you know, if you've got any questions about what we talked about today, maybe you have a question about your own worldview. Maybe you have a question about, you know, some of these worldviews that have infiltrated the church. It, contact me. Um, we have an email address, realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We have, uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Roman Ministries, Roman Talk. And uh, we would, I would love to discuss those with you. Um, why? why they go against the biblical worldview, what a true biblical worldview really is. Uh, any of those questions you've got, you know, hit me up. We'll talk about them. Um, and uh, we're going to, uh, as always, I'd like to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our church. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen@palaceofpraise.com, or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.